friends and teammates, you are back with Tom Webb, and today is Friday, February the 19th, 2021, and this is episode number 215 of the Boom Leader Daily Podcast. This podcast is published on all platforms and through Alexa devices as a flash briefing. For details on how to set up your Alexa device to get these life and leadership tips by simply asking Alexa, head over to boomleader.com, click podcast, and the directions are in the show notes. With today being Friday, I am joined by Superintendent Dale Hybreeder to share with us leadership tips that has supported his district in working through this nearly year-long pandemic. Let's get into it. I first met Dale Hybreeder when he and his family moved to Southern Illinois and he became our assistant superintendent. He has coached and mentored me for years in this great profession of education. He is now the superintendent of Central School District Number 51 in Washington, Illinois. Dale is a husband to a teacher and the father of three. Welcome to the show, my friend and fellow boom leader, Dale Hybreeder. Oh, wow, Tom. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and just uh, uh, can't say enough about you. You've uh, also mentored me and I've learned a lot uh, from you. And so uh, it's just an honor to be here with you and talking to you. Anytime I can talk to Tom Webb, I'm going to do it. Well, I appreciate that. Iron sharpens iron, my friend. <laughs> True. Well, aside from the details that I've shared, uh, you can expand on those and share with us, you know, the passion that truly drives you to win in this game of life. Uh, well, I mean, a little bit goes back to I've got an amazing wife. Uh, we met in eighth grade. So we've got a long history together and, and just been an instrumental in my, in my life. Uh, three great children, but I'm at the where they're starting to look to leave the nest. Uh, I've got a, a sophomore in college and a junior in high school and a freshman in high school. And looking forward to the next chapter, a little scared about it uh, because, you know, the family dynamics is going to change. So I'm just trying to enjoy all the little moments. Uh, with them right now, and they just uh, drive me to be a, a better person. But uh, more importantly, with the profession, I really believe education chooses you. I, I, I feel like for me, uh, I have to make a difference in some ways. Uh, kind of cliche, but it's true. Um, and so now I'm able to empower others to make a difference. Um, I'm always looking for potential. Uh, if you listen and, and build solid relationships with people, you will see that everyone has a little gift to give. And so I'm always searching for that. Uh, what, what, what can they bring to the table? How can they make us better? And sometimes you have to search a little bit deeper and sometimes it's right there in front of you. But that's what's great about being a superintendent, Tom, is that you get to do that on such a large scale. And so they just motivate me. Uh, to work harder and to uh, break down roadblocks for them so that they can do the best that they can uh, do uh, for kids. There's a lot of truth in that, and I'm a believer in those words, no doubt about it. Now, on Fridays, I like to bring on a guest uh, to share a problem or struggle in life or in their career that you found a solution to or are working through it in a way that uh, has been positive for you. So at this time in this global pandemic, there has been no more of a difficult challenge um, than leading a school district through this time, I'm sure. Paint for us uh, a picture of that process and some solutions that you've been able to work through. 
Yeah, I mean, immediately when uh, this opportunity came about, I, I really thought about the pandemic and just what we've been through as a district. We had passed a, recently passed a referendum with a supermajority, which just doesn't happen much, uh, but we, we needed more space. We were growing. And so in the midst of the pandemic, we're in a humongous construction project, a $13 million project and renovations and additions. And then March 13th happens. And so now you're navigating these two worlds of construction and pandemic. And it was a very uh, heavy, heavy thing for, for me. And I think for all the staff and in the beginning, not knowing what was going to happen. And uh, of course, had no idea that it was, we would still be dealing with it today. Uh, so had to have many moments of stepping back and figuring ways on how, how do you attack this monstrosity thing where we've taken education and just dumped it all out and said, now create something new. Um, so the amazing part for me really has been how uh, our teachers, our staff, and everybody really just got to work right out of the gate. I mean, the, it was just really so inspiring to see that. Um, and so you get to that end of that school year, Tom, and it was just so, so different. And it didn't feel like we really truly had the closure with all the things that we had at the end of the year normally. And graduations were different. And I mean, it was just, you were just like, okay, but somehow it's over. And then you get to the summer, mm -hmm. you get to that summer and you're trying to go, how are we going to open up in the fall? And, uh, Really, uh, the only way you can carry something as heavy as this is to have many hands. Um, and so you really look at your team. And what uh, we did is we just started getting groups of people together. We had a transition team. And the goal was, how can we get our kids here every day at school? And we never wanted to stop thinking about that being the end game, you know, that that's where we wanted to get. Um, right. You know, because that's 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 where we had to get. But at that time, if you think back to the summertime, it was pretty scary. I mean, you had a lot of fears. You had a lot of concerns. We didn't understand a lot of things. And so uh, we had a transition team that was made up of administrators, teachers and our all of our directors. And uh, and then from there, we had building level teams that worked and grade level teams and, and non cert teams. And so there were just tons of teams uh, throughout that started working on this. And, and we really threw out to them, what are those roadblocks? Because we felt like we needed to get all the fears and all the concerns out. Uh, but we, after we were going to do that, we were going to say, how can we? And we can't isn't a boom word. I, I'm assuming you would agree with me. Yeah, I'm that. a believer with that. You know, and sure. so while we wanted to acknowledge everybody's fears, we didn't want to get stuck there. And so sometimes you can just get, going down the, the rabbit hole with that. And so we just kept recircling back and saying, how, how can, how can we get there? And we realized right away that uh, technology, uh, while we felt we were good, we were one-to-one, -one. we invested in Google classroom and started some training with our staff. They weren't where they needed to be. And we couldn't have a repeat of the spring. You know, the spring was, I don't know, to us, I don't know what it was like for you guys, Tom, but we, we kind of got through it the best we could. And we were like, we don't want to set up the same conditions of just getting through. We really want to be as successful as we can. And we 
we started to lean on our ROE and our staff who were experts and we put together training schedules. And, and one of the roadblocks that people worried about was paying people. And so I felt yeah. as a superintendent, you got to take roadblocks out. You got to remove them in some way. And so we just said, we're going to pay all of our people throughout the summer, um, you know, volunteer, uh, but we're going to pay you to come in. And we paid pretty much all of our staff throughout the district came in at one point or the other, and, and we paid them. And Google is awesome, is an awesome collaboration tool. It is really, really good. I mean, we created a central 51 transition team folder uh, when we were putting or we were putting together things, there were people just commenting along the side. The board members were mm -hmm. involved in it also. And so you could get that perspective. Um, it, it just it really the, the collaboration and we're going to do whatever it takes uh, for our kids, because that was our, you know, our mantra through the construction project in the beginning was we're going to have to deal with this dustiness and the loud noises and construction trucks and stuff like that. We didn't know that when we made that at the beginning of the school year is whatever it takes was really going to mean whatever it takes. Uh, and so we really have used that also in that we're, we're, we're not about the can't we're about the how to and to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And uh, I mean, some of us, I hadn't even really used meets. Google Meets or Zooms. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was learning with the staff and it was throughout. And then you just keep revisiting. And we were going to let the data and the facts drive our decisions. Um, we try not to give too much motion to emotion. Um, because when you do, um, sometimes you head in the wrong direction. And so we just keep we, emotion's important. Don't get me wrong. We need to acknowledge it, but we can't let that be the thing uh, that drives all of our decisions. We're going to go back to the data, the facts, and what we know as educators. And, and that did lead us to the hybrid model at the beginning of the year. Um, and so you had to work through that a little bit because you have parents, you know, who work. <laughs> um, and that's a challenge. And so we made a commitment to be completely transparent as to why we're doing what we're doing. And we put out weekly communications and all of our data on our numbers uh, to our parents. I've done PTO Google meets with parents to let them vocalize their concerns. And I've done some videos explaining reasons why. And then we always have said that if we were doing hybrid, that at any point, if we felt the conditions were right, we would return uh, back, you know, and go to um, kids every day. And so at the end of the day, 94% of our folks have signed up to come back. And this was our first day back. So 94% of our students are, are back and you've got the 6% that are out on, on remote. Um, what a celebration. It is just really, and it is, it's a credit to all the folks along the way. Uh, because they didn't get stuck on the roadblocks. And when you're in these meetings and the meetings are focused on the right things and you have a transportation director trying to help out the cafeteria director or give, you know, all these people working together from the different departments to help solve each other's problems, it's really inspiring. Uh, the first day we did the sticky notes, you know, where you put up all the concerns, that was a little sure. overwhelming. Uh, 
at times. And then we started going, okay, how can we take care of this? How can we take care of this? How, how can we do this? And really, uh, you know, the getting everything out, I think was helpful and therapeutic in some ways while it created it to be overwhelming. It allowed us to start dividing and conquering, which is what we talk about all the time. I mean, there's only one way to eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And so, um, it, I think it also, when you um, can find little successes and when you solve little things, we would celebrate, we solve that problem. You know, remember when we were talking and we couldn't figure out lunch and then finally we just kept digging at it, digging at it, digging at it, and we, and we figured it out. And so we would do a lot of celebrating along the way. So our transition team met every Thursday throughout the summer until when school started. And then mm-hmm. we started late after Labor Day because of the construction project. So that gave us a little bit of extra time. And then uh, in between there, all of our other teams were meeting and then feeding, feeding stuff to uh, our transition team. And it just, it, it worked really well uh, just because I think you were getting all of, the voices in the district were being heard uh, and, and valued. And I think that's really important when uh, you, you build those strong relationships with people. And I, I pushed hard. Uh, July 9th was a pivotal moment for me into the next transition meeting. I pushed hard to get everybody back. And uh, we didn't know enough at that time, <laughs> you know, and uh, I started listening to my people and they were really, really, I uh, had some valid concerns and things that, uh, you know, we needed to take into account. And then that's really what led us at that time to the hybrid model. And the numbers weren't good either. You know, I mean, we were working with Tazewell County Health Department and looking at data regionally. We were looking at our own data. Uh, and so uh, the data wasn't trending well. And now, you know, it, it is. It's trending in a different direction, at least right now for us. Now, for for this pandemic and leading through the pandemic as an educator, the rules of the game kept changing (laughs) and there was conflicting information along the way. You know, how did your culture and climate that you've had some years to develop contribute to the success that you were able to have with the constant changes? Yeah, I think it was just the acknowledgement that at any point something was going to change. And we talked about that quite a bit and that we may need to pivot at any moment and go in a different direction and we got to be okay with it. And as educators, we're mm-hmm. used to everything being set. You know, you set the schedule at the beginning of the year and that's scheduled for the rest of the year. And we were just open that this is all going to change. It's, it's more than likely going to change. And so we just got to be okay with it. And I'm someone that kind of likes things orderly myself. So, you know, you would use yourself as an example. This is tough. <laughs> it's tough on me. I like to control sure. those situations and, there's other factors at play here that are out of our control. We just accept them and we just keep pivoting and, and being flexible and being creative in how you look at it too. Um, you know, there's, there's more, there's several different ways to solve any given problem. And so uh, be open to that. Uh, and let's not get just, this is the way it's going to be. When we started talking about coming back full days, I mean, people were like, wait a minute. Because hybrid started to become our normal. And, and then mm-hmm. that really started scaring a lot of us. Like, this can't be our normal. 
<laughs> you know, right. and so you just got to keep the conversations going day in and day out. Uh, and we, we really do have a good culture of, you know, how can we do this? And we try not to immediately go to uh, all those, you know, roadblocks. We, we try to acknowledge that they're there, but are there ways around them? They're, those are temporary. We can figure that out. What do you think about, how about, a, let's connect this back to a how-to leadership tip. I mean, for a leader that's going through a difficult time, uh, pandemic being for an educator, probably the most difficult with constant changes, but for a leader that's going through any difficult time with a large amount of staff, what's, what's one of the lessons you've learned through this experience that you could apply to a similar situation? You know, you know, just don't lose sight of why we're here and, and what this is about. Um, there are times mm -hmm. where you have competing interests. And so you just are trying to keep people focused on the vision and the mission of what our district is about. And we want our kids back. And when I would go around the room and you would ask, everybody wanted the kids back. So then it was okay, we're going to dig in and we're going to figure that out and just keep the, keep it focused because you can sometimes find yourself. And I think I said this earlier, just going down the rabbit hole, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. And so we'd start chunking it and, and we did a lot of group mm -hmm. stuff. So you get small groups report out, small groups report out. And that really worked well for us when we were doing that. So we solved this, we're going to move on to this now. Um, and then really just celebrating too along the way, because this was so heavy uh, that if you didn't celebrate and acknowledge the work, uh, I think it's, it's, it just wears you out. There's a lot of truth in that. This has been a long battle a year in, like we've, talked about earlier i never thought we'd still be having these conversations but i mean i the end is hopefully in sight but it's going to be a new normal when we get well there. and now there in these challenges tom there were so many opportunities i mean look at what teachers are doing with flipped classroom now that maybe they never would have been doing before mm -hmm. look at teachers using uh, Google Meets or uh, look at IEP meetings that are happening now where the parent doesn't necessarily have to leave work and that now they can participate in the IEP meeting or any teacher meeting. Right. Uh, there are some real positive things that we're like, gosh, we got to continue some of these things because they're really powerful um, tools. And I think we moved with Google Classroom. I just feel like we moved light years in a very short period of time because we have to. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, I enjoy learning from you each time. And almost every conversation we have, I have a takeaway quote. And this was my takeaway quote from today that I've written down. And I will definitely uh, continue to lead by this. And here it is. Don't give too much motion to emotion. <laughs> I mean, I'm just an action-oriented go, go, go person. And I love to make decisions because that keeps the train yeah. moving. But you're exactly right. You can't give too much action motion based on emotion. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> and, and that's from a guy who's really emotional. 
You know, I lead a lot with emotion. So I probably say that to myself, Tom, to remind myself that. A lot of times that positive self-talk we give ourselves are, are words that have truly inspired us to uh, be the best version of ourselves. So I appreciate it even more knowing that that's where your mindset's at with it. All right. Well, I sure appreciate your time. And um, to all those boom leaders out there, you've had a lot of advice for us today. And we sure value your experience and your leadership during this difficult time in education and wish you the absolute best in the future. Well, I wish you the best, Tom, and, and uh, very proud of you, bud. I mean, you've, you've done some amazing things. So, and like I said, I learned just as much from you.